Welcome to Unchained, the radio program which addresses the challenges facing Christians today with short, pithy presentations, presenting a vigorous defense for Christianity's claim that the Holy Bible is God's inspired word. This series deconstructs the arguments of evolutionists, anti-theists, atheists, and other enemies of the Holy Bible. Here is your host, Pastor Rod Anderson. I'm Rod Anderson. Just recently, I was listening to Lawrence Krauss, the atheist who was a theoretical physicist and cosmologist. It's not at all the case. So in fact, that's the second lesson I want to tell you. First thing was, you were far more insignificant than you thought. And the second lesson is, the future is miserable. (laughs) I think I'll skip Einstein versus God because he wins. I thought, what a depressing scenario. And it gets even worse. He has no evidence for it. On another occasion, I was listening to Neil deGrasse Tyson. Listen to what he says. Uh, uh, Galaxy orbits that we orbit once every couple hundred million years, you're bound to come close to a supernova that will wipe out your ozone layer and kill everybody on the surface who doesn't otherwise have dark skin because your high-energy rays will give you skin cancer. We're on a collision course with the Andromeda galaxy. Gone is this beautiful spiral that we have. And, of course, we're on a one-way expanding universe as we wind down to oblivion, as the temperature of the universe asymptotically approaches absolute zero. That's the universe. Then Earth, volcanoes, tsunami just killed, you know, I think that number's high. It's the same old morbid forecast of nothingness. And then I went back to the older clip of the late Christopher Hitchens. I mean, I think it's very good to know that we're born into a losing struggle. I think that the stoicism that comes from that and the reflection that comes from that is very useful. I'm not very impressed by people who say, well, I wish it wasn't true, so I'll try and act as if it isn't. It is true. Everything is governed by entropy and and decline and annihilation and disaster. And um, you're born into a losing struggle, and because you're a mammal primate, primate mammal, you know you are, and you know you're going to die, and that there'll be a lot of struggle and pain on the way. Again... Nothing but melancholy in a pitiless universe. So this is the sum title of which atheists have to offer you. Nothing. In fact, you read, listen or watch others such as Dan Dennett, Sam Harris, and with a straight face, they'll say to you with all the seriousness that they can muster that they're on a mission to persuade the rest of us that we have no free will, we don't have real choices, and in fact this life is an illusion. These proponents of Darwinist evolution and nihilism offer nothing. No hope for you, no hope for your children, and no hope for this world at all. Contrast the philosophy and the wailing despair that accompanies it with the promises found in the Bible. In the Old Testament, we we discover that there is a loving God. The Scripture says, even when he's dealing with his rebellious people, the Scriptures tell us that God extends the hand of love and care for his people. I want you to notice what it says in Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I have towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. God calls their end an expected end, because even though they do not deserve the blessings that he wants to shower them with, 
God is going to do it. He's going to bless them, give them life, bring in the harvest, prosperity, have the family be uh, fertile. And again, from the Old Testament book of Isaiah, which was written 720 years before the time of the Christ, the prophet invites everyone to let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon God offers mercy and mercy is something that is offered to someone who does not deserve forgiveness. But God promises it all the same because the Bible shows us that God is love. In the New Testament, the Apostle Peter, speaking from experience and a recipient to Christ's mercy and love, invites us all to casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. Imagine that, the God of the universe caring for you caring for me. It's hard to imagine. It's hard to believe, but we are told to believe it. We don't deserve it, but that doesn't prevent the gift from being freely given to us. God wants us to have complete trust in him. And of course, that doesn't mean setting aside your reasoning faculties because true Christianity is for thinkers. It's not for the credulous, but people willing to reason, willing to investigate in a rational, intellectual way, in an honest way. But having done that, there are wonderful promises that God offers to bring hope to the hopeless, comfort for the despairing, and purpose to the wayward, and forgiveness to the unloved. In fact, in Psalms 103, from verse 8, we read these words. The Lord is merciful, gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in mercy. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. Is that good news? Oh, yes, that's very good news. And I, for one, am glad that God has not dealt with me the way that I deserve. And I am very, very grateful that God has not punished me for my rebellious, unthinking ways. And I think you should feel the same way too. God is merciful. God is good. Let's continue reading now in verse 11 from Psalms 102. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear him. Now, the word fear there might be a little off-putting, but it's just the old English word. It just means reverence. In other words, we can read it this way. So great is his mercy towards those who reverence God or those who revere God. Now, we're still on the same verse, but I want to ask you something. How high are the heavens above the earth? Well, we don't know. But this is to illustrate to men and women that God's mercy is immeasurable. He loves to forgive. He loves to show mercy. But remember, forgiveness can only be given when we say we are sorry. In the Bible, that's called confession. But when we confess our sins, we go directly to God, not into the confessional, not to a priest who is equally fallen as we are, but to our holy God. That's important to remember. Let's continue on now. We're reading from Psalm 103. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Now, why didn't God, inspired writer of Psalms, say, as far as the north is from the south? Because if you travel north long enough, you'll reach north. And when you do it and pass it, then you're effectively traveling south. And if you travel far enough, you're going to reach south. But if you travel west, can you ever reach west? No. And if you travel east, can you ever reach east? 
No, of course not. And by this allegory, God promises to separate our sins from us as far as the east is from the west. In other words, when we confess our sins to him, he points us in that direction and casts our sins away in that direction, never to be associated with us ever again. But we may ask, why? Why is God so merciful to us? Well, the answer is simple, and it's found in the final verses that we're going to read today. It says, As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him, reverence, reverence him, for he knows our frames, he remembers that we are dust. Yes, God is merciful and he pities us, which is why he is so generous with his offer of forgiveness. He understands that we didn't choose to be born with a fallen nature into a fallen world. He knows you didn't choose your parents with all their inherited weaknesses that have been passed down to you from their parents and from their parents' parents, etc. God understands these things and this is why he wants you to have hope for the now and promises happy and a full future. Despite what the Bible says, some people are terrified of the thought of God's judgment, but you don't have to be. Now, if you go to YouTube, type on my name, Rod Anderson, and the title, Is There a Judgment in Heaven? You will have access to a full presentation that I gave on that very subject, and it will amaze you what the Bible says. Atheists such as Krauss, Dennett, Nye, Pinker, Harris, Dawkins, Gillette and Tyson want you to drown in emotionally in their anti-God rhetoric. Don't listen to their lies. They're lies. The God of the Bible offers you hope, love and purpose. And I want you to experience that. And I want you to understand these things for yourselves. And to that end, I want you to have a 25-part series of Bible reading guides called The Orchard Faith of Jesus Studies, which will reveal the beauty of God's abundant love and care for you from the Bible, along with other key teachings found in the Scripture. And all you have to do to receive them as a free gift from us is send me an email with your name, postal address and phone number two, info at theorchardmelbourne.org.au. That's info at theorchardmelbourne.org.au. That is info at theorchardmelbourne.org.au or go to our website, theorchardmelbourne.org.au. Go to the tab mark, contact us, follow the prompts and we will send them out to you in no time at all. Well, unfortunately, our time has run out again. Remember this, the truth has nothing, nothing to fear from investigation. I'm Rod Anderson. Goodbye for now. You have been listening to Unchained. We look forward to your company here next time on 3ABN Australia Radio as we continue this series with Pastor Rod Anderson.
That song was sung by Melody Shelton Firestone, I Know the Plans. 